0: INFIDELS! Most holy book, Quran, say that man
1: must never see naked flesh of woman. Is that gay? Salaam Alaikum! <coughs> Activate white curly horse dick. stick. Initiate Jooklaw. Commence annoying commentary. Begin gay couplet System check complete. All systems operational in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. This is Sick and Wrong, the podcast.
2: Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for anti-social commentary. I'm one of your hosties, e. Simon. Guten Tag. I am Lance Wackley. Well, actually, it is good to hear your voice again. I seriously, oh. I mean, there's been so much speculation on this show, on the intertubes, about what actually happened to you. That I, it's just good and comforting to know that you weren't taken and in you know in some kind of sex slavery in like Eastern Europe.
3: I mean, I was taken in by the charms of Europe. <laughs> if you'll let me <laughs> say that.
2: But you weren't like forcibly taken and put into the sex trade. Not forcibly. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, dude. Last week I had uh, Steele and Martin fill in because I thought you were going to be back on time. Didn't oh, hear a word Steel from you. the and duo. Well, I d- didn't hear a word from you since uh, I heard that you're in the UK, then nothing. Not a peep, not an email, not a Facebook posting, nothing. For like two weeks, I'm like, okay, I thought he was going to be back by then. Never heard. So then I was like, okay, well, you know. Why did you get-
3: think that? I never told you that. And do yeah. you expect me to write you postcards or something? Is that what I'm hearing?
2: You No, know, I, I, as a co-host and a cherished friend, I, I wouldn't mind a postcard in the mail. That would be nice. It'd make me uh, feel, you know, meaningful. Remind me how many emails I
3: got from you when you were in Germany.
2: <laughs> I sent you a picture of my ball sack, I think I recall. I wrote, <laughs> fuck you on it. I, it oh, maybe that was not. your
3: ball sack? <laughs> 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 I thought it was a aerial map of Mars. <laughs>
2: No, okay, I understand that. I just thought that you were going to come back, and we'd have time to record the last show, and so in a pinch, I ended up getting uh, Steele and Martin to, to be So basically on
3: what happens is you just don't pay attention to anything I say, <laughs> because I clearly told you when I was coming back. Rarely, yeah. <laughs> I really don't. You could so even was. listen to the old episodes and find out. <laughs> you don't even have to like write anything down or save an email. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but that would that would require effort. I'd have to actually go back, and then uh, I don't want to listen to the whole Look, show. Jesus, it's like I'm this. a busy man.
3: Look, it's like this: when I go to Europe, I really go to Europe. I mean, I'm not just going to go there for one week. I'm going to go there for like almost two weeks. <laughs> That's what I do because I'm a world well, traveler.
2: So I, you know, I was wondering. I thought you might have been taken. And I was going to hire Steele because he's a private investigator. I was going to hire Steele to possibly go rescue you back using some funds from the T-shirt money.
3: Well, it's not like I'm evading, uh, you know, <laughs> workman's compensation. <laughs> Isn't that Steele's primary area of focus?
2: Uh, you know, I was thinking we could do it. It would be like uh, you, you've seen Essexville Justice. I was thinking Essexville Justice part. I uh, have see now uh, two now or something. Still going to Europe to rescue you. It would have been a good installment in the Essexville Justice uh, franchise.
3: Now that you bring up Essexville Justice and Steele's work and that film, I feel bad about what I said earlier about Workman's compensation. I
2: think he could find a missing person. I think he has skills in that area.
3: I can see him coming into Amsterdam under the cover of night in the canal. You know, like with a snorkel, like Boots. like like Arnold in in. Uh, in Commando, I guess he did that in. He, I can see rises, it, and my... he rises slowly out of the water and then a used condom hits him behind the <laughs> <laughs> And then some other guy peeing in his ear from the other side of the canal. And he's like, what is the meaning of this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I could see that. I could see that. So so it's good to have you back here, Wackley. Um, as I said before, um, there was a lot of speculation about what was going on. I want to get to that. Um, a little bit later but uh for okay. now how was the trip I can't wait what um oh, what what happened what, what do you feel about europe
3: it's fantastic i have to say it's a wonderful place full of wonderful people and you know lots of boozes and and alcohols and foods food type things but yeah i got to hang out with some fans in london it was a little crazy as you've experienced yourself, I met a lot of the same characters.
2: I told you, they're like unbridled drinking demons. They consume alcohol, like as if there's just no end. Except when the bars close at 10. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we even end up going to some, uh, you know, a club, which I guess is allowed to stay open later by virtue of an arbitrary rule that makes no sense. Um, are clubs open till just... 2 or
2: are clubs open all night?
3: I was real. I was, I was closed. <laughs> my my liver was closed by about 11, I believe. And so, you know, the, it was great hospitality of the English people. And a lot and of, uh, Limey I, fans uh, showed up. I would say a lot. Maybe not as many as when you were there. Uh, who knows why. Uh, I think maybe you took some of the glamour off of it. You know, you're being the first, the, the, uh, you know, primary visitor. But, uh, Where was I going with this? It was also uh,
2: at a club, though. I met them at a pub, and I met them early. Like we
3: started at, we started at at a pub, and we traveled around town a little bit. What area of London were you in? At one point, I was wandering around drunk by myself (laughs) after having left without saying anything to anybody. Confirm, confirm confirm a couple
2: of the uh, conjectures here. Some people, and I'm not, I don't want to divulge my sources, but I received some emails, I received a couple phone calls. The people said that uh you showed up at this pub already completely inebriated, you had four beers, shit your pants, and then left like pulled an Irish exit, and uh, last you were last seen walking stumbling up the street with a woman who might or may or may not have had a penis. How true are these uh, speculations?
3: Oh, uh, it sounds like maybe fifty percent true. <laughs> <laughs> The i mean i was on vacation i wasn't sober <laughs> i wasn't sober when i showed up anywhere on the whole vacation i mean i don't know how other people do vacation so you had more um, than
2: four beers
3: yeah yeah just drinking but i mean, I mean were know, they making you do a, shots i'm not i'm not i'm not a writer for for vice magazine or maxim or something i'm not here to talk about how much i drank on vacation it's it's actually, frankly, pathetic for a man my age to to be using that as a gauge of how, you know, superior I am. But uh, I mean, I wasn't sober much on vacation at all, so that's true. I must have been kind of drunk. I'm sure I had more than four beers. Uh, I did leave at one point without saying goodbye, as I will, as is my prerogative. Also on vacation.
2: But that's kind of your MO, though, Wackerly. Like uh, anyone who's it's known not really me, for my, a long I wouldn't time, say that. I wouldn't say that. You've pulled I'd... many an Irish exit in your past.
3: As have you, as has P Town, <laughs> as have almost everybody I know at one point in their lives need to pull the Irish exit. Well, you know what, though? Take the thing fresh fresh is, leave.
2: people say it in like a condescending fashion, but actually, I think pulling an Irish exit is honorable because you basically avoided me puking on you. Do you want to see that? Do you want to just see me puking my guts all over your shoes, or do you want me to just disappear, go home, see me the next day, and be like, "Okay, god, I was so wasted," and then you can tell me how cool the party was that I missed?
3: Well, I think a lot of people would like to see me puke all over myself. Um, I'm unwilling but, to go there, and you're also and you also leave people there saying like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and talk to Wackerly again before I leave." Literally, they know I'm long gone because I didn't say anything to anybody. So it's not a cool thing to do. It's a shitty thing to do. But But everybody does it once in a while. It's not like I do it when I'm sober. But yeah, it's hard to say goodbye to a bunch of people, even if you are sober. And if you're drunk, it's virtually impossible. So I I don't know what else people expect. Well, did you do
2: one of these like you're kind of wasted? Thought you might. There's a good chance that you might actually have to vomit. So you went outside, you're stumbling there, smoking a cigarette. Then you're like, fuck this, I'm out of here.
3: Um, it was probably something like that. Yeah. So yeah. What, where did the yeah. tranny come in? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what, like a a hot tranny that's, I mean, I know there's a lot of trannies online that look better than women I know that are real okay. biological women. So, I mean, I don't even know what to, what to make of that statement. I, and I no not, was there was no feces. Was there a dick hanging below the skirt line or? <laughs> Some balls what, what hanging out. What are you say? There's no feces. Adam's apple? No
2: feces were involved in your pants? No,
3: no. I don't I don't generally shit my pants. <laughs> and if I do, it's not going to be something where people think, like, he might have shit his pants. <laughs> You'll <laughs> <Is> know <you're... laughs> about it. Because first of all, it's going to be a big old shit, like, coming out of my pant legs, as I've talked about before. I'm not going to be hiding it. And I'm not going – I mean, once I shit my pants, it's all over for <laughs> dignity. I'm not going to be like, oh, I well, – I'm going to casually walk across the street to the top shop and buy a new pair of drain pipes and then change them in the dressing room. I'll, I'll just come back over and no one will be the wiser. No, I mean, at that point, I'm just like, I fucking shit my pants. I gotta go. Somebody call me a cab. Get me some napkins to sit on so the cab driver doesn't beat the shit out of me. All the shit is out of me anyways. Uh, like yeah. I, that's so not it's something not I'm something that hide. you're gonna
2: hide from people. I can see that. No. So all right, tell no. me how. Um, here's a couple of the phone calls. Just, just verify or confirm the uh, the truth behind these here. Okay. So is this you, Wackerly? Because I was kind of, I was kind of, I was confused, and at the same time, kind of like, why, why is this happening? So t- is this you?
0: Hey, this is Wackerly. Uh, I'm calling in to inform everybody that I'm no longer gonna the show anymore because bomb show. the gay sex over here in Europe is so good. i fuck the hot European chick, which what me big time, but <laughs> gay sex is nothing in comparison, especially the butt thing. So <laughs> I'm no longer gonna do the show. Bye.
2: Wait, wait. I, th- I think there's more to the call. Hey, this oh, is yeah. Wackerly. Wait, no, fuck it. So, so that's <laughs> not you, Wackerly. That wasn't you. I didn't say it wasn't me.
3: <laughs> you think it was me? It could have been. Well, like I said, uh, I was drunk a lot on vacation.
2: Okay, but it didn't really sound like you. I think you're a little bit more articulate. But, uh, well,
3: like I said, I was on vacation though. My my brain isn't firing so good on all the cylinders that I have be- going for me. Well, I was worried when I first heard. I that. turn I, off. I turn off like the auxiliary unit. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried when I
2: first heard that because I was like, oh, okay, so I guess uh, Wackley's quitting the show now. Uh, because of yeah, all the, the gay I'm surprised sex you in haven't Europe.
3: changed the website and everything. Like your hosts, <laughs> well, D Simon now, now that you're here and you
2: showed up here for this episode, I'm relieved, and I know that that call was an imposter. And I think I would poor... like to
3: say I would like to say I am still officially on vacation.
2: So uh, I mean, yeah. I went,
3: I went back to work this week, but it's Fourth of July weekend. So when you go to Europe for two weeks and then you come back and it's Fourth of July weekend right away, you just kind of like cruise on through. Your head's not in the so right I, place. I'm also kind of drunk right
2: now. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that in mind when uh when 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 you stumble over your words here during your story. Uh, here's one more call. You can verify. Actually, I think this person was calling uh, specifically about the uh, tranny. Okay.
1: Hey B. Uh, a
0: couple weeks ago, you were reading reports that when Wackerly was abroad he reportedly left a bar with what, a, with what appeared to be a tranny, a woman with a penis. Well, that was me, and I would just like to state, for the record, that I am 100% female. I have absolutely no penis whatsoever, and I just had a wonderful time with him. I hope that clears
4: things up. Keep it thick, keep it wrong.
2: Well, I guess that does clear things up. So did you fuck Janine Garofalo? Because doesn't it sound like her?
3: I would never fuck Janine Garofalo, just based on <laughs> her annoying politics. But uh, that does sound like maybe one of the ladies that I hung out with. Very, very deep
2: voice, but uh, 100% female. So there you go, people that were, that were speculating whether or not Lance uh, left the bar with a transvestite. Apparently not. 100% female, no penis.
3: You know, I also got to hang out with some young German fans in uh, when I was in Amsterdam. They were also on vacation from college, their spring break equivalent, and uh, that was pretty fun, too.
2: So wait, where, when did you... So you are in London for a few days, and you took off by yourself, because weren't you with yeah. friends in London?
3: I was in London for like three, four nights with some friends, and then, yeah, I went to Amsterdam by myself for five nights.
2: Wow. So five nights alone in Amsterdam, wackily by himself. Uh, how many prostitutes? Did you get one each night or did you do two a night or do three one night and take a couple nights off?
3: Oh, there was a variety of configurations of nights and <laughs> prostitutes. and uh, Mostly I just pressed my dick up to the glass <laughs> and then they would get pissed because I wouldn't pay any money and I would run away. Uh, I figure there's less chance, slightly less chance of getting an STD that way.
1: Boy, you never was know what's on that Boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I'll tell you what.
2: Did you see some of those hookers there? Did you see any that you would have entertained the notion, like, well, she's actually kind of hot? Are you kidding me? I'm, I'm just saying. What time are you Like, walking through? I, think
3: I, I think I saw one that I would have like, maybe had a moment's hesitation about. <laughs> the rest of them were super hot. I don't know if it's those red lights that make them look hotter than they are. And then sometimes you'd see them walking around during the day, and you, you could tell, like, oh, that's obviously a prostitute, and she's not super attractive. But when you're when you're walking by the little booth, and the red light is on, and they're in their, you know, their whore outfits, they're very uh, enticing. Oh, completely. I mean,
2: I, 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 I've discussed on the show, I've had sex with a prostitute there. I've listened,
3: I, <laughs> as, I, as I, I wasn't exactly by, proud go, of myself. They'd go, hey, blondie. <laughs> And then I would run away.
2: <laughs> well, I remember, though, I distinctly recall there being, at earlier in the night, just many myriad beautiful women that were selling their their bodies. But then, as the night progressed, like around two in the morning, they started to look more like Edward James, almost like not attractive. Like there, there was one that looked like John Malkovich. I was like, God, you know, th- this must be like the the you know the the end of the night, the end of the night roster here.
3: So do you think the hot ones like turn a certain number of tricks and then they and then they they uh, go I think away they make the their night? quota.
2: They make their money. They're like I'm out. Fuck it. I'm done. I
3: I don't think that at all. I, I think mean, they I, I think they get that whole stuffed as many times as possible <laughs> till they like can't even fucking sit on that stool anymore.
2: I just remember
3: I think maybe as you got drunker and drunker, you know, your your enthusiasm for the whole thing probably waned.
2: Well, I remember when I went there, like, uh, I was with a couple friends, and the one guy, it was his idea, and he kind of convinced us all that we had to do this because it was the first time we are in Amsterdam we have to get a prostitute, blah, blah, And so I ended up going, getting a prostitute. I feel kind of ashamed about it. But then I just remember talking to the girl, and she said, that at the end of the night, I was asking her, I was like, so, it's, um, you know, how, how, much, uh, how much money do you usually make at the end of the night? And she said, 3,000 guilders. And so she charged 100 guilders for a suck and a fuck. That means... Thirty
3: dudes, thirty yeah, dudes a night. That doesn't night. surprise me at all. I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't ashamed or or scared of the prostitutes. I just didn't want the whole like girl trying to make me blow my load as quickly as possible and then get shoved out of the room experience.
2: <laughs> you didn't want to be timed.
3: No, I'm into for more like the pretty woman get you know pay for the hooker for the whole weekend, make her listen to my bullshit theories on stuffs, uh, that sort of thing. Did you end up but going poor, to... But, but the, 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 the catch-22 is that I'm too poor to engage in that behavior.
2: Yeah, I wonder how much it costs now, actually. So, you know what I always found is weird about it, and we didn't actually go see this, but the, you can go to these bars that are, like, sex clubs, or, like, a, it's like a club that actually has a couple just fucking on stage. Oh, yeah, the and people,
3: sex shows, yeah. The sex, did you go see any of that? No, I didn't go see that either. I mean, this is kind of stuff that's probably fun when when you're with your mates. <laughs> But by yourself you look like a pervert. Well, you are a pervert. I mean, if I was in there, I'm not just gonna, I'm not going to be laughing to myself about it. I'm going to be like rubbing my throbbing boner through my pants.
2: Dude, I am never going to a strip club with you again.
3: Why not? <laughs> 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 Cuz it's my throbbing boner.
2: You're <laughs> going to rub your on. throbbing boner and then maybe shit your pants and then pull an Irish exit and I'll be left all alone with like shit well, on the seat. My point
3: my point <laughs> being is without, when you're with your friends, you can laugh about the whole thing, but when you're by yourself... You don't really. So by yeah. myself, I just went to lots and lots of dive bars, and I sent you a photo. I don't. Did you get that in the email? Yeah,
2: I was going to ask you about that. Who who was this old guy? Like, I, you know, you're in Amsterdam. You're surrounded by all these well, can- hot European coeds. There's prostitutes that you can pay for. And here's a picture of Wackerly in a bar with some old man. Well, what's well, first, going on with let, this? Let me,
3: let me point out that I'm too. Uh, I mean, a, a thirty-six-year-old guy going into those clubs, you know, that like more of a disco type place. I mean, come on, grandpa hipster! Can you? <laughs> I don't want to be in there. So I, I and I don't smoke weed, so I wasn't going into the coffee shops with all the young, you know, college coed uh, spring break. So travelers. you didn't sample
2: any of the marijuana while you were there.
3: No. Wow,
2: I'm 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 impressed. I'm impressed by that.
3: I did drink a lot of Dutch beer though. Let me put that. So I went to like every um dive bar in Amsterdam, I think. The ones I would try and scope out the ones where the bartender herself was super in- trashed. <laughs> and like at one point I went into a bar and just a guy sitting at the bar, you know, a customer was actually pouring me beers and just <laughs> he said like well, just pay the lady when she comes back. She spoke barely spoke English, and this guy did. Uh, so I went to all these dive bars, right? And the end of like the third night or second night or something, I'm trashed. I'm I'm making my way back to my hotel room, and uh, maybe you can describe the photo for the listeners before I finish the story.
2: Well, you mean the, it just kind of looked like a? It definitely looked like a dive bar, but not dive to the point where it was like scary, not, or creepy. Not, not the not the bar, the guy. Oh yeah, he looked like uh, what? Probably uh, sixty five, six we'll describe, foot in His
3: clothes, describe his clothes.
2: Um, yeah, you know, I didn't really analyze the picture. He's wearing a coat. Oh, <laughs> At least he's wearing pants. Was, well, I he's like glad. he's
3: got like a white mock turtleneck and white jeans. He's not he shitting his pants. He's not shitting his pants anytime soon, <laughs> or hopefully not. And he's got white hair. Like you said, he's probably about sixty, and uh, he's got a little sort of white guy ponytail going on. I saw that, yeah. So I go into this bar and the German bartender in uh, other
2: words, he looked like Yanni.
3: Not really as cool as Yanni. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like maybe <laughs> a fat Yanni. Um the bar the bartender who looked kind of like Frankenstein, by the way. Frankenstein's monster. He's obviously kind of annoyed with this dude at the end of the bar and he says Oh, where are you from? To me, he asked me this because I am obviously American. I have an American accent. I said, Well, I'm from California. And he goes, I can't remember the dude's name at the end of the bar, but he says, Oh, Joe, another man from uh, America. You talk to him because he was annoyed with talking to him. So I said, I got to say, I love your Dutch accent, by the way. Where are you from? And blah, blah, blah. Uh, And he said, Pittsburgh or something like that. And I said, Well, I'm from California, but I'm originally from Michigan. And he goes, Michigan, can you guess what he said next? Can you guess?
2: Um, I have an idea, but I want to ruin it. He said,
3: when I got back from Nam in 68, <laughs> they stationed me in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. I hated it up there. Blah, blah, blah. Vietnam, blah, blah. Went on and on and on about Vietnam. So okay. I had to travel all the way to... The Netherlands to Amsterdam, and I still got cornered by the Vietnam guy in the bar.
2: That is, I mean, that that is just remarkable Wackerly. The bane of your existence, right there. Any bar that you go to, <clears throat> more often than not, you're going to end up being sitting right next to the Vietnam War vet that goes on and on in your ear about how he like almost got his leg blown off and had to save his buddy, and instead of getting any ass, you get to hear Vietnam War stories all night, and that happened to you. Halfway across the world.
3: Yeah. And now I have photographic proof, because I know people sometimes think these stories are bullshit. I totally thought you were going to say,
2: I totally thought you were going to say, like, why don't you come to the bathroom? He's like, the glory holes in Michigan are great, but you got to check out the ones here in Amsterdam.
3: (laughs) At that point, I probably would have.
2: (laughs) All right. (laughs) How long did you hang out with a Vietnam War vet? Did he he get into any, like, PTSD trauma or anything?
3: No, he wasn't that type of a vet. He was like a, he was a cynical vet turned hippie type of guy wow uh i think i had a couple beers and then stumbled home and passed out
2: well it's good it sounds like you had a good trip over there it's uh and then what you ended up what uh, like uk amsterdam you saw fans in both and then uh did you go to germany
3: then i went to erfurt in turingen state or province or whatever they call it which is full on east germany which was great Cause you, cause when you're there, this is like an older, East, smaller East German town. I was with friends there too, and a guy who lived there, and he would walk us around, and he would say, "Well, this is the church that you Americans blew to shit. This is where <laughs> the Nazis killed, you know, thousands of people. Not, not, not even the concentration camp, uh, mind you, which is also there, Buchenwald. Oh, you're but." Like where they would c- kill their political enemies, the political prisons were actually in town. And then a- after that, and then and you know, and then the communists came in. And then here's where the Stasi would line people up and you know blindfold them and shoot them all, you know, every week. <laughs> I know really colorful a history place. over there in Europe. Yeah, no, but they do nice. have good bratwurst and beer.
2: <clears throat> well, it sounds like you had a good time, and I'm glad that you're back and that you weren't sold into uh, sex slavery. I don't have to spend the t-shirt money to to pay steel to uh rescue you um you didn't shit your pants you did get to meet up with podcast fans you didn't leave with a train uh, i didn't
3: shit my pants that night <laughs> oh okay that's
2: good to know i think my favorite my favorite uh, conjecture here is some guy wrote in he's like i think i found out where wackley is he didn't go to europe at all he was the peeping tom that they caught in the porta potty in uh, oregon did you hear about that
3: I did not really follow sick and wrong news while I was on vacation. I'm not
2: even going to get to it because it's kind of a couple weeks old, but they caught some dude in a porta potty that was just like wearing a tarp covered in feces and they caught oh, him I love running. that
3: when that happens I- in the porta potty like, in, the, pot- in pot- the shit part of the porta potty Yeah. In the, and then they in the interviewed him. Some guy, like say. some
2: reporter interviewed the guy and he's like, I don't think it was that <laughs> wrong. I'm not that much of a pervert. And it wasn't I, that. Love,
3: I love imagining that the reporters actually got the microphone down in the bowl. <laughs> So, but that uh, wasn't
2: you, obviously, so I, I'm I'm glad to uh, lay to never. rest a lot of these speculations. Quite frankly, I think a lot of these were um, rather condescending and, uh, and uh, d- damaging to your character.
3: I just think they're jealous of my fantastic European vacation <laughs> that I got
2: to go on. Wackerly's European Vacation. I should have made a documentary about that. Well,
3: it's good to have you back here. It's episode 284
2: of uh, Sick and Wrong. we got to recap the stories from episode 281, which was... Got like a couple of weeks ago now, three weeks ago. We did three stories, if you remember. Dad photoshopped child porn, Stephen King had a chiropractor, and a totem pole wife killer. Well, the story that actually won only by one vote was the chiropractor story with the, uh, the, the backcracker machine crushed the child. Oh, yeah. Yep. Barely beat the child prawn. So, uh, barely. Brought, barely, just by one vote. So, congratulations there, listener number two. People, you know the way the show works. Wacken and I present the most disturbing news times of the week. Audience votes, and winner gets a sick and wrong care package. I actually just ordered a whole new box of sick and wrong stickers. It's the new no. design. So uh, when you win, you will get your own sick and wrong stickers to uh, yeah, tag all over your town. Put them on the back of police cars. Yeah. Actually, don't do that. <laughs> You'll probably get <laughs> don't shot. Don't
3: do that. And then they'll call us.
2: <laughs> or tasered, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But you can send your Sick and Wrong stories to Podcast at com or submit them via Facebook or the forum. Uh, Wacker, we did get a few good uh, stories here for uh, this episode. But before we get to that, quick word from our sponsor, audible.com. Did you end up uh, ordering any Audible books on your uh, long, what was it, 12-hour flight to uh, Europe?
3: I did, but I don't want to disclose my my, my library to people. <laughs> So secretive. I like to keep my vacation times private, other than (laughs) that whole 20 minutes we just went into. Well, people, if you are
2: going to Europe, I think it's a good idea to get your Audible books, because then you don't even have to bring a book. You just put them on your iPod, and you can just sit back in the chair and let someone else read the book to you.
3: Stare into space.
2: Listen whenever, wherever you want, on your iPod player, just like the podcast you're listening to right now. There's over 1,000 science and tech titles, 1,100 science fiction and fantasy titles. In total, 75,000 titles to choose from. So go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get a free audiobook today. <laughs> ¶¶ So the uh, first story we have here, uh, we received from Empresario, who's a uh, popular forum member. And yeah, uh, you met him uh, when you were just in London. Uh, he bought drinks for both of us during our visits.
3: Oh, did you meet him?
2: Yeah, I got to hang out with him too. So, I uh, didn't
3: actually meet him because he had penis surgery or something. He, actually, he, he, he did buy me drinks, however, because he gave another fan money.
5: to uh, buy And then, then the drinks
3: you know were what, purchased actually, for me.
2: Now that I think about it, I think the same thing happened for me. I don't know. I think
3: he maybe is a bit of a recluse. <laughs> I think he might Although be like an a...
2: arch-villain or something that never leaves his house, like his lair. His lair.
3: Yeah, you yeah. call it a
2: lair. Um, anyway... He does em-
3: have a strong presence on the forum.
2: Empressaria wrote, All right, you sluts, I'm emailing this article direct, seeing as you never bother to read articles uh, from the, your own forum. You know, that's not entirely true. I check it every now and then. <laughs> I also know how fond you are proceeding this story with a teaser. So how about... Italian Stallion removes claps baps. That's pretty good. That's catchy. That would totally be in like the Daily Telegraph or something. New York Post.
3: I have no idea what it means, though. The Italian Stallion part I get. The claps baps I don't get.
2: You'll see it. You'll see. It'll all make sense to you by the end of the story.
3: On an unrelated
2: side note, why has there been no follow-up to the Phoenix slash Crazy Cat Lady wedding debacle? Iron Man's story has been praised highly by many, and for once, also contains factually correct evidence to back up his ramblings. The wedding would have never come about if it wasn't for the sick wrong podcast, and should be discussed in further detail. First of all,
3: first of all, we're not going to say anything about it because they're both fans of the show, and why would we piss them off?
2: I don't like to slag on fans, actually. Whether or not. you know, they're fans of the show, and I appreciate people listening to it. But what he's referring to is Iron Man, who's a member of the forum, wrote a book, I guess, chronicling the life of Phoenix and his relationship to his, uh, his newly betrothed.
3: Well, all I can say about that is it's just standard fare for the forum. So it's unkind, unpleasant, and combative. But why does he call it a debacle? Why does empresario? I mean, they got they got married. They are married. They met on now. the forum. I almost call <laughs> they it a rom They had a successful. Yeah, it's like Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt could make the movie. Exactly, That's probably and a I bad example is... because they had a failed relationship. But uh, but no, I mean, mean it could be it, a it, could been, it had it had all the makings of a debacle going into it. Right. You want, like, you want to know what
2: it is? It's bitterness on empresario and Iron Man's part that they weren't selected to be bridesmaids.
3: That's true. Had they been bridesmaids always a forum member, never a bridesmaid. (laughs) But I mean I I definitely thought when I heard about it that oh man, this is gonna end really badly, somebody's gonna be left standing at the altar, or else, you know, it's gonna be Immediately annulled on the day after the wedding, and the and the people find out that each other's respective genitalia are deformed, because it's for, it's fans of the show and it's the forum, right? It's like you never know nothing what can, might happen. It's not going to be it good. it completely it completely wasn't a debacle. I mean, from what I can tell, they got married and now they're happily married. That that's not a debacle.
2: Yeah, no. Down the it.
3: road, there's always as with any marriage, down the road. There's plenty of time for debacle to occur, but as of now, it yeah, they like, you came, know, came off pretty well.
2: And mazel tov to the happily married couple. I've, I've seen yeah, a couple totally. pictures on Facebook. Uh, they, they look happy. So, But I don't know. Anyway, I'm sure if you want, lots you can go on the forum and uh, there's a thread sex. devoted to it.
3: Anybody would be happy with that, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. So the story here is a good one. This is definitely a good one. And uh, believe it or not, Impressor is the only person that sent it in. Hair fetish, jail- Hair fetish killer jailed... For life,
3: can I just say that the first two words make the article for me?
2: Hair fetish. It's just disgusting. You can just tell <laughs> already. It's gross. You know, personally, I find human hair just to be vile. I
3: don't know. Everybody does.
2: I like it when it's attached to a person's body when it's living, but when it's uh, uh, when it when uh when when you see it cut off and like saved in bags or coming out of somebody's like digestive system, it's disgusting. Hair, or a stray is disgusting. One you on see your, in eggs? your food, yeah, and your yeah. eggs. do you send it back though yeah I do actually see I'll pull one off
3: that's my rule
2: because it depends are you talking about if it's like a short and curly or a really big long wrapping around the eggs through the sausage links
3: that brings up an interesting point (laughs) which one's (laughs) worse to you Um, I would say... You make the second one sound worse, but I I think clearly the
2: curly one is worse because it came off the balls. (laughs) I'm just disgusted by hair. Usually, you know,
3: actually I take it A lot, but a long one, see a long one to me is actually better because 90% of the time the long one is off of a female and we all know that females are much more hygienic. You know, it's going to be a cleaner hair. A short and curly is disgusting because it's from the pubis, but uh, even a short (laughs) one, it might be off a dude... (laughs) who probably hasn't washed his hair and has been touching God knows what and then touching his hair with his hand. I usually um, just
2: won't eat it. If there's any hair in my food, especially the worst is when you've eaten half of it and then you find it, you're like, okay, I'm done. That's usually see, what
3: I think See, I think two. If I find one and I pull it off and I continue to eat, just put it out of my mind, I'm fine. But if it's a second one, I'm like, come on. <laughs> Did you make this omelet like in the hair salon or what?
2: All right, fingernail.
3: That's gross. <laughs> band-aid. <laughs> Use band-aid. <laughs> I'm not even sending it back. I'm just leaving.
2: <laughs> so hair fetish killer here was jailed for life in Italy. A hair fetishist has been given a whole life jail sentence for the depraved and callous murder and mutilation of a mother of two.
3: This is in Italy?
2: Yeah. Italian national Danilo Restivo was found guilty in just
3: five hours uh, for the I, like, murder. I like the I like the sentence. How long, how long are you going to put him into jail for? Hey, we put him in for his whole life. <laughs> the whole life sentence, you know.
2: Um, he was found guilty of the murder of Heather Barnett, 48-year-old mother of two. Um, he was annoying. also linked during the trial to the murder of a 16-year-old, Elisa Claps, in Italy in 1993. Uh, she was killed using the same hallmark method. Uh, he definitely has an original technique. There's no there's no mistaking this. Like uh, I mean, maybe a copycat could come around, but when you hear his technique, it's it's definitely very like he he's it's premeditated and rehearsed. He's he you know, he, he it's it's his trademark, his signature move. Right.
1: Can the you trial heard it? that
2: Restivo entered the flat of his neighbor, Mrs. Barnett, uh in November two thousand two and bludgeoned her with a hammer before slicing her throat. He then cut off her breasts, and left a clump of someone else's hair in her right hand and some of her own underneath her left hand in the carefully planned ritualistic murder considered unique by detectives.
1: So wow. He must have been <laughs>
2: weird. Well, what's weird about it is he must have been carrying bags of hair around with him. He must have, like, an apartment just filled with hair.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, a hair fetishist would... What does he do with the tits?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that was my next question. He he cut off the breasts and then put the hair in the hands, but they don't say what he does with the breasts. So I'm thinking this guy must have a really impressive collection of tits and hair.
3: I wonder or, if he like... you know, he he does tit scampy. <laughs> tit schnitzel. <laughs> I wonder you know, what he does You hu- know, it's him, actually though. not that easy for a copycat murderer to do this.
5: Why? Because, because what
3: you... the Because what the cops, because that story that you just told, it probably has like one minor thing that's intentionally mixed up. That's how the cops do it. So then when there is a copycat, they know it's a copycat. And when people come in and say that, you know, they confess, like before this guy got caught, they said, well, I'm the hair fetish killer. Um, they say, well, describe it. And the guy describes exactly what he read in the newspaper because it's not really him. And they say, well, actually, you just told us the newspaper version. You left out a key part or you mixed up a key part. Th- are, that you, okay, are you saying misled that they, the press?
2: they purposely mislead the press? To avoid Come on, haven't, a you, <laughs>
3: haven't you ever seen The Exorcist 3, my favorite movie of all time? Oh, yeah, I do recall yes. that. But I mean, how often do you
2: think that really happens? I can understand in fiction, but do you think cops really purposely do that?
3: Why wouldn't they? I mean you see it's, you uh, see the uh, proof.
2: But you see the body that's uh, on the floor that's holding two clumps of hands with her tits cut off. I mean how, is the a journalist gonna make yeah, that but up you
3: No, it's the same thing. The cops provide those pictures, so they omit one photo or they reverse the photo or something. So
2: there's probably a detail that they purposely left
3: out. Well it could be as simple as her own hair was in the left hand and the other person's hair was in the right hand, vice versa of what they how they described it just now.
2: Or, you know, he, like, puts up a picture of a unicorn, like, uh, you know, right behind her head, and they just left that detail
3: out. Well, who wouldn't do that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, But but this is what's interesting about the guy. What I find ultimately horrifying about this whole murder. He left the body. He purposely staged the body so that Mrs. Barnett's children, Caitlin, who is 11, and Terry, 14, would find her in the bathroom with her tits cut off, holding the hair.
3: That's pretty evil.
2: Has to be traumatic. I mean, could you imagine that's some red
3: dragon shit right there? Like he
2: cut her own hair. I bet you they're just like that's the worst haircut I've ever seen on my mom. Like I don't he really totally, see. He I, don't did know, a I never got. Job. I never
3: got the cutting the tits off thing.
2: Yeah, I don't get that either.
3: It's just gross. Yeah, it's <laughs> it makes disgusting. you want to vomit.
2: <laughs> the jury of five women and seven men agreed with the prosecution that the manner of the murder was his hallmark technique and linked the killing to the murder of another woman who was killed in the same fashion. Uh, speaking outside the court, uh, the sister here said that Heather, the mother, would have been horrified by the cruel and callous way that Restivo designed her murder and mutilation so her children would find her body on return from school. I think she would have been horrified that she was murdered by a serial killer. But yes, definitely that, a, a cruel and callous serial that killer. That is a strange
3: that. point, that she would have been horrified. Yeah, yeah, she probably was horrified <laughs> as it was happening. She, she said her tits got cut insight. off and a haircut yeah.
2: by an amateur, definitely. Um... I wonder if the dude was like a stylist, like this evil stylist. He has redeveloped his hair fetish. But the question remains. Like a a
3: Zoolander type thing. But the question remains, what do you do with the breasts?
2: No one knows. So on the sick and wrong star scale, you got to give this one a five.
3: (sighs) Yeah, any type of ritualistic killing probably gets a five, right? Well, its I mean, just for
2: being so original.
3: I mean, we've never done a story like this before. Well, all, all ritualistic killing is all, is by its nature original, I think. But, I, but at the same time, I twist. mean, original
2: for sick and wrong. Like, we have I don't think we've done a hair fetish story.
3: Oh, that's probably true, true. <laughs> I
1: guess. <laughs> I wonder if he likes
3: really hairy women. I mean, when he's not murdering them just to have sex with. You know, like they have those specialty magazines with hair suit, porn.
2: Oh, they, like, do you mean like the women with like that Euro bush, that like bush that just looks like buckwheat in a headlock?
3: Oh, beyond Eurobush. Euro bush, I mean buckwheat in a leglock. Y- you haven't seen these things? <laughs> Let me forward some to your work email.
2: What they got, like hair coming out of their pits, like uh, just hair yeah. everywhere.
3: Yeah, really hairy legs and backs and fronts
2: and that is, you know. that, to me, that is just repulsive. And then, you know what the thing is? The fact of the matter, she probably works at Denny's and she's cooking your food. <laughs> that 's what happens i 'm going to give this a five star What do you have here for uh, episode two eighty four
3: I have something a little bit different in that uh, this one 's remains a mystery. I mean your story just now or empresario 's story you know it 's case closed. they found the guy he 's got his whole life sentence going on. This one is a case for Sherlock Holmes, I tell you what. Hmm. Uh, Elementary, in, here, Watson. In Pennsylvania, in Radnor Township, police are investigating a case where two bags of what else? Vomit. <laughs> were we found. Say,
2: well, wait, when you say bag, are you talking about like uh, like a, a Ziploc bag or like a plastic bag, Walmart bag? I and mean, was Trucker Paul there? Go bigger. Are you talking about a garbage bag?
3: Maybe. <laughs> these bags were found in a shopping center parking lot. Um, actually outside of a bed bath and beyond, which is always funny to me. I just think that's a funny store. Well,
2: I fit I think this fits in the beyond category of their name. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Where's the, where are the bags of vomit? Well, they're actually in the parking lot. They don't know. And like I said, you know, when when these bags of vomit We're uh, 30 pounds of vomit each, actually. Jesus Christ, dude. So take a lot of vomit. Take a... Actually, I was going to say a small child, but actually not a small child. Like, you know, an 11-year-old? You're probably about 50, 30 pounds, 8 years old, maybe? A large dog... A very large dog. No, not a large dog. Well, medium-sized. You know, but an dog. eight-year-old
2: in this country has probably got to be about 120 pounds on average.
3: <laughs> okay, all right. So you're saying like in Europe? <laughs> a three-year-old. Yeah. A
2: three-year-old. Okay. A three-year-old probably weighs about 30. <laughs> a pounds. A
3: Nairobi 23-year-old. <laughs> 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 but all vomit in a bag. God, that's a lot I'm of vomit, this to dude. People. That is a lot of vomit. It's more vomit than one. It's not just like a drunk person puked in a bag and left it in the on the parking lot and drove away. This is saved up vomit. Now this, yeah, this was that? vomit
2: that was stored. I'm wondering how do you carry that vomit? I mean, it's. I guess you just kind of. Do you put it in your car? I mean, is just like just tied up bag of vomit?
3: Hefty, hefty cinch sack. <laughs> wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Okay.
2: <laughs> You don't want this splitting apart on you.
3: Well, they actually found two bags. Uh, the second bag had what appeared to be a plastic medical container inside the bag holding the vomit. So that there you go with you know double wall containment is probably the optimal strategy there for safety. And the, the medical container is leading police to think that it could have come from a medical facility that didn't want to pay disposal costs. And listen to this. In southeastern Pennsylvania, the, the reporter, the crack reporter that he or she is, called the Waste Disposal Company and said, hey, how much does it take to, you know, get rid of like 30 pounds of vomit? Like, what does that cost?
2: Oh, so someone actually did call already.
3: Well, the reporter did. Oh, Because okay. like I said, this is still a mystery. Nobody knows where this stuff came from. Well, let's do a little prices right here. Can I get can I get your bid, Mister Simon, on how much you think it costs to dispose of thirty pounds of, of vomit in a plastic bag in southeastern Pennsylvania? I I'm Bob Barker in this situation. I got two s- really hot chicks standing behind me. Do I win the vomit? Frame. I believe you win the vomit, and you get <laughs> to go on and play the uh, Matterhorn game. Um, as long as they, as long as you throw in Plinko don't go in
2: over there. don't go is, is, over if plinko's in there i'm in i'm in i'll give you plinko all right you and then you got to spin
3: that big wheel and then you get to spin the big wheel at the end of the uh, half hour the 15 minute segment
2: as i've said to, said before in previous episodes you do kind of look like drew carey so this is very uh, believable <laughs> for me
3: um bob I'm, barker is clearly the superior <laughs> prices right i'm gonna last. say 250 dollars. that's pretty good you didn't go over and i bet you if you were competing against other people uh, you probably would have won because it costs three hundred dollars. Why would you think? See, you thought it was two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, doesn't dude, that stuff, seem
2: excessive? No, stuff like this isn't cheap. Like you think that you could just take it and dump it in a ditch somewhere, but no, there's got to be like this whole like medical waste protocol about how they get rid of it. And I just figured they have like this big vomit dispersion machine or something that you got to put in and it costs two fifty.
3: For two hundred, for it's not two fifty. It's three hundred. For three hundred dollars, I'll drive my hatchback over to the the parking lot, pick up the bag of vomit (laughs) with a big clothespin on my nose, bring it over to my bathroom here, drink like you know half a pint of Jack Daniels, and just a cup at a time, put it in my toilet and flush it down as if I was puking after a weekend of heavy drinking. How long eat? could it take? It, I couldn't take any longer than an hour for three hundred bucks. I would have been I even got for, a plunger if I clogged the thing up. I would have been like for fifty
2: bucks. You can give me the bag of vomit, and I'm going to go on the roof of the uh, Stick and Wrong Studio <laughs> in San Francisco and dump it on a crackhead.
3: <laughs> it would be it would even they're already covered in puke anyway, isn't it?
2: <laughs> no. okay, could you imagine a fate worse than death? That'd be horrible. The only thing, the only way that could get any worse is if the bag was filled with cum or diarrhea.
3: And diarrhea, come <laughs> vomit and diarrhea. Uh, but actually, the whole medical thing is just a—it's just speculation. There's some other, you know, like I said, it's a mystery. So there's some other conjectures. Um, one of the theories is since that each bag was found on a Sunday, they could have each been disposed after a weekend of partying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now that's a hell of a party. Now that is a hell of a, I don't, a don't frat know party.
1: About you.
3: Well, once I have puked fifteen pounds of vomit up, I just call it a weekend. I would say, you know, I'm just gonna eat some tofu and chill out and watch Netflix for the rest of the weekend. I'm done with the drinking and drugs.
2: Drink some Pedialyte, Jesus, dude! I think yeah. you'd die after that. But you know, it did. But that makes sense though, because I was about to say that. That was my first guess was that this is probably some crazy frat party and like all their pledges are having like forced to puke in a bag and they're saving it and just dumping it at Bed Bath and Beyond.
3: Oh, the pledges. Because I was going to say, I mean, if you think that you can get a whole fraternity to all puke in one spot, you're crazy. But if it was the pledges, you might be right. It might be a hazing ritual. Um, But that's yet again, just one more speculation. Uh, One more possibility is that a person or persons with an eating disorder, such as bulimia, (laughs) could have been kept a container until it was full, then left it in the parking lot. What what eating disorder besides bulimia would make sense here? I mean, yeah, it was, no, right? it would have to be.
2: But God, could you imagine? I just I just picture like a room full of fat chicks, <laughs> just like sitting there eating, <laughs> puking, eating, puking. It's like kind of like that yeah. uh, the fat guy in the Monty Python scene.
3: Well, that but that that would so be thirty
2: five pounds of
3: puke. See, the benefit of having bulimia though is that you're not fat. So I don't know why you're imagining that the girls are fat if they're puking all the food up. Yeah, I
2: guess it'd be. Well, maybe maybe it's a fat camp, Not that I condone
3: that behavior. I I would prefer to have a fat chick any day than a chick whose breath smells like vomit 24 hours a day. But
2: maybe it's like a bulimic fat camp.
3: Yeah, I don't think that's a sanctioned method of weight (laughs) control for children. (laughs) But okay. Um, This is kind of like an auxiliary theory, which could apply to any of them. Um, The cops also say that... Uh, one reason the bags may have not been put in a dumpster is that in pennsylvania it 's a listen to this it 's a crime to discard materials in in dumpsters wait, wait why in pennsylvania like <laughs> it 's a crime to discard materials in dumpsters, which makes me wonder what in the fuck you 're supposed to do with a dumpster in Pennsylvania.
2: Yeah, I'm mean, exactly. I mean, I, I can understand illegal dumping. I always love when you see that sign, no illegal dumping. It makes me picture some dude just, like, sticking his ass out the window, taking a shit. Being like, that's illegal. You can't do that. But, you know, it, may, it might be something along those lines. Like, you're not allowed just to go and dump stuff without having some kind of permit. And I bet you the permit, no one's going to be like, uh, you know, I'll give you a permit. How, what do you have, 30 pounds of puke in a bag? Nah. Why not? <laughs> Sorry, dude.
3: <laughs> Uh, I think what they mean is if you don't own the dumpster, yeah. you're not allowed to just randomly dump shit in it. But still, I mean, come on. It's a dumpster.
2: I just think there's... Well, I, I do like the fact that they dropped it off at a Bed Bath & Beyond, but I think there's like so many creative things you could do with a bag of 35 pounds of puke.
3: Super Soaker comes to mind. Yeah.
2: So on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean, the the case is open-ended. We don't exactly know what happened. I think I would definitely give it a five-star if it was a bunch of frat boys or bulimic chicks that were producing this puke. But if it's just a medical facility that, I don't know, or a hospital that doesn't want to pay the cost, I'm not going to give it five stars. So therefore, I'm going to have to give it a 4.5.
3: Well, I'm a big fan of the medical incinerator. If you ever had a chance to look at a medical incinerator, I'd say you take it because they're amazing things. You just all the like hacked off body parts and fingernails and blood and other various medical wastes go into this thing, and they just it burn them up. sounds pleasant. It's great. It is great. Human uh, and, it, and it also shakes, um, <laughs> which I don't really understand why, but I, that's one thing I remember of the one I saw. Uh. But I don't like that they don't describe the puke, because there's so many different types of puke. So
2: you're just, you're wondering if there's like chunks in it or what There's
3: like food? half-chewed ramen puke, there's completely liquefied, you know, pure Jack Daniels puke, there's, you know, cheeseburger macaroni, hamburger helper puke. Yeah, hey, you're right,
2: um, it is true. Many different shades of puke.
3: There's other kinds. <laughs> there's there's Rice crispy puke. There's a cornucopia another... of puke, yeah. I want to know, like, was it a was it a grab bag of many different types all mixed together? Was it because that would help solve the mystery, right? If it was like all ramen puke, you know, ramen noodles, then you know you're dealing with a college kid or kids. Right? I
2: put it this way, Waggerly. Let's say you didn't know what type of puke was in that bag, but you did know that you that in the the bottom of that bag there's a wallet containing. $100,000, but you have to retrieve it with your mouth. Would you do I it? Would do
3: it. Yeah, I would do it, yeah. <laughs> you would? Yeah. This is like choose your own adventure. <laughs> what page do I turn to? Congratulations, you have hepatitis. <laughs> the end. All right. So what do you get? it? I give it uh, four stars. Four stars. All right. Although it is funny. It's just a big bag. of pe- Like I imagine it quivering in <laughs> bag, you know, like. Like blah, 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 blah. Jello? Yeah, like a big bowl full of Jello. Yeah, like Santa's belly full of puke. <laughs> so the third
2: story, yeah, we received uh, came from Mike. Mike from Ohio. Mike writes, "You can't blame a guy for trying." Well, you know, actually, Mike, I beg to differ. In this case, you actually can. Yeah. But, uh, let me tell you what happened here. A man is accused of sexually assaulting an unconscious woman on a Kansas City sidewalk. It's in Casey, Missouri. Uh, prosecutors today accused a 48-year-old man of sexually assaulting an unconscious woman on a sidewalk in broad daylight and then later telling police, I thought the lady was dead. Which <laughs> it might be me, but I've never thought that that would be a very effective defense because uh, you're not allowed to fuck dead people either. But
3: I mean, it's a travesty that you're not, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm going to leave that alone. I'm just, just going to continue with the story. Um, prosecutors charged Melvin L. Jackson of Kansas City with a felony of sexual assault in connection with the 11.30 a.m. attack. Uh, the victim told police that she was walking Wednesday when she felt dizzy, lightheaded. So she found a shady area and sat down. She then Oh, lost...
3: Lord, I think I have the vapors.
2: That's <laughs> how <laughs> so they do it in the South. She then lost consciousness, and she said she awoke to a witness yelling, help her, get up off of her. The victim said she didn't remember getting assaulted, but she did notice that her underwear had been removed. Hmm. I think this woman must always wear underwear. Because if it had been me, I mean, I, I wear underwear when I can. Like, if, I, if my laundry's clean, I'll wear underwear. But if I haven't done laundry in a while, I have no qualms about not wearing underwear. I don't think there's a problem with freeballing. I'll just, like, forget about it and just be like, okay. But, in this instance, if I'd woken up after, you know, being sexually assaulted and losing consciousness and i wasn't wearing underwear i'd think oh i guess i must have forgotten to put underwear on here i don't think i would have been like someone has stolen my under well
3: first of all nobody's gonna rape you if you get passed over the sidewalk <laughs> you can feel safe in that knowledge <clears throat> but back to the underwear freeballing issue <laughs> what i have way more pairs of underwear than pairs of pants right i don't i think i have. You more have pants more pants than, than pairs of underwear yeah, and I, th- I think, do you see the do you see the problem here? <laughs>
2: Wait, okay, how many pairs? You, you don't go wash buy your underwear. Pants.
3: What? You don't wash your pants? Well, okay, <laughs> we also have to point out for the English listeners: when we say pants, we mean external trousers. <laughs> <laughs> pants, as you call them in the UK, we say underpants. I always wash my underpants. But you don't always wash them your once. trousers. No, I wear my pants like four or five times. But I never free ball. So if I were to free ball, then that means I have to wash those, that pair of trousers or slacks or drain pipes or whatever you want to call them. External pants. See, I, I so, disagree.
2: I disagree with that completely.
3: Well, <clears> this, is, it's not, this isn't about agreement or disagreement. <laughs> it's about the difference that you have way more pairs of, of trousers than underwear, which I just find insane because actually, underwear you know, is cheap and trousers are
2: expensive. I don't wear cheap, shitty Kmart brand underwear. I wear, I wear Calvin Klein boxer briefs.
3: Your underwear are, costs more than your external pants. No, but actually, you know, I take
2: that back. I probably have about the same. I think I probably have the same number of pants that I do underwear. And you must I'll wear just be the, doing
3: laundry all the time.
2: No, I'll wear the underwear till I run out, and then I just won't wear underwear. But then I don't wash my pants. I'll just wear my pants for a few hours and then uh, free-balling and then just not wash them.
3: You'll wear them again after free-balling in them?
2: Yeah. My balls aren't dirty. I
3: bathe. <laughs> I'm not worried about your balls, okay? <laughs> I'm worried about your asshole and your pee hole.
2: <laughs> I bathe, dude. It's not that gross. And it's not like I'm wearing... Right,
3: but do you understand that you you can take a bath and shit and ass sweat and pee dribbles still come out of you?
2: I do understand that.
3: You're not a young man anymore. Your (laughs) holes aren't like perfect (laughs) valves that never release any fluid.
2: It's not like there's urine and feces dribbling out of my genitals and my excretory holes like throughout the day. Like... I think
3: there are. <laughs> I actually do think there are. <laughs> I think a man. I don't know how it is for women, but I think a man. When you're a young person, like an infant, obviously it's just coming out twenty four hours a day. I think you have between maybe the ages of five and maybe twenty two, where those holes are pretty tight, and then after that you're sort of you're you're on the long march towards death and an elderly age. When once again, it's just uncontrollable, you know, flow of I, of excrement.
2: Well, I think this stems from you being accused of shitting your pants in
3: London while you're drinking. That's never. Well, I've never that been does, accused that of this. That does
1: bring up a point. Also,
3: when does it become, you know, like like workaday leakage and actual pants shitting? <laughs> what kind of volume are we talking about? Okay,
1: I think, I'm done. I,
2: I mean, I, I feel that this is why I think. What it is is I'm lazy. I'm lazy. And I don't have to go – and if I, had a, if I had a washing machine – like a washing and dryer in my house, of course, I would do my laundry all the time. I would, I would never free ball. But it, it, it's such a burden for me to go do laundry and have to go deal with a horrible laundromat in downtown LA that I'm willing to to, to risk, you know, uh, uh, shitting my pants and, uh, and free balling
3: just for like all a week I'm or saying, so. All I'm saying is get off your high horse of Calvin Klein underwear and go buy like a 30-pack – of, you know, Hanes, whatever, and each pair is going to come down to, like, maybe $3, and then your problems are solved, man. You can go for, like, months <laughs> without doing laundry.
2: You do have a point there. You do have a point there. I, I, I yeah, think I, I think the woman in this story here, um, I think she wears underwear all the time, and she probably does her laundry on a regular basis. Fine. Uh, that, that's what I think. I, she, she's definitely not me. <laughs> yeah. So witness flagged down a nearby police car. And the officer arrested Melvin Jackson, who was walking down the street with his pants unzipped. So
1: well, this, guy, this guy right didn't there. even
2: bother to... Uh, so, so he sexually assaults this woman and then doesn't even bother to zip up his fly. He's just like, you know what? Whatever. Who cares?
3: Has uh, he reeled in his big black cock yet? <laughs> or is that also <laughs> hanging out of the hole?
2: They don't specify, but... um but yeah, I would I would I would be willing to wager that it probably was peeking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh when the officer asked Jackson about his pants, uh Jackson allegedly said that he touched a lady's leg and I thought the lady was dead. He comes right out with it. I think Jackson's a criminal mastermind. I don't think really. I would have come I don't think I would have been able to come up with such a rock solid alibi just like that right off the cuff. I think I, I, I would have stammered dead. and then just like confessed. He's just like I thought she was dead. And, okay, I'm going to touch the leg, but is that a crime?
3: <laughs> well, now we have the question, do you think he's trying to come up with an alibi, or do you think he's telling the truth?
2: Um, so, so, in his mind, he thinks it's fine to uh, sexually assault a dead person?
3: Well, maybe he prefers it.
2: Oh, there so maybe he's just types. a
3: necrophiliac.
2: That's just wandering
3: the streets. At he might have actually m. been kind of disappointed. Like, ooh, she's still a little too warm for my taste.
2: <laughs> or I, like heard more, I like or a more something.
3: sushi style, <laughs> <laughs> uncooked flesh.
2: I do kind of like the idea of this guy seeing, <clears throat> you know, walking by a woman who's who's unconscious on the ground. Instead of being like, oh my god, I gotta call an ambulance. Oh my god, I better try mouth to mouth. He's like, I'm gonna go fuck that girl. You know, it's the first thing out of this guy's mind. Yeah true
3: opportunist well if you're that type once again (laughs) if you're that type and you don't work in a morgue you take your opportunities as they come as they come yeah uh the witness told
2: police that she saw jackson having sexual intercourse with a victim who was in a fetal position uh after another witness brought the assault to her attention yeah I, i think i would probably ball up into a fetus too after being raped by a homeless guy (laughs) that's the worst part the worst part about it i'd almost want to punch that witness in the face because she woke up she's like oh shit my underwear is missing that's weird but had Mm -hmm. no recollection of the assault until this witness was like dude you totally got raped by that homeless guy he probably has his panties right now in his pocket like he totally does
3: she had like a stroke or something you're blaming her no but i mean the witness the,
2: the witness told her she probably would have been fine if, if the witness never said anything about it and was just like, okay, you know, I'm just not going to say what happened. I'm not going to tell you you got raped by a homeless guy, but something happened. You may, you, may, you might have had your leg touched and he took your underwear. But she, she full on said, he had sexual intercourse with you. So now in her mind, she's like, wow, okay, there's something seriously wrong with me medically. And I got raped by a homeless guy.
3: Whereas before, you're thinking, like, maybe she just had a dream where she was having sex with, like, uh, Wesley Snipes or something.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then she wakes up, and it's actually, it looks more like Red Fox.
3: Only because this other woman told her.
2: Yeah, I blame that woman. I do, I do. She could have I...
3: just been like, I had a pleasant sex dream.
2: So when police tried to interview Jackson, he allegedly came out and said, Did that lady say I did something to her? I have the right to remain silent. So, so you know what, before, I retract my statement of saying he's a criminal mastermind, because he was saying at first, I thought the lady was dead, and I thought that was a brilliant alibi, but now that he's saying, did that lady say I something, say that I did something to her? He just completely contradicted himself.
3: But I like that he's reading himself his rights, I'm going to try, <laughs> next time I get arrested, I have the right to remain silent, I have the right to an attorney, if I, if I am not providing one myself, one will be provided for me. So on the <laughs> That's and, a good technique
2: So on the sick and wrong star scale I gotta give this a five I, I can't think of many things worse Than awaking You know from, a, from, from passing out Or falling into unconsciousness And then being told Hey, you, while you were passed out You totally got raped by that homeless guy That homeless could,
3: guy? That one right there <laughs>
2: That one? The hot one?
3: No, no, the ugly one over there With his pants on. Oh, damn it, That guy, yeah.
2: he, he just stuck his dick inside of you
3: you mean the one that looks kind of clean cut, like he just got homeless last week? No, no, no. That guy over there with all the sores that <laughs> looks like he's been homeless for like seven years. And the, the, oh, the, that the pieces one.
2: of fish in his beard. That, that guy. <laughs> oh, then, that's fish a beard.
3: Yeah. Well, if you're going to get raped. I don't want to tell you what he did again. with his bindle. I'm going to give it four and a half, because I do think maybe he really did think she was dead. And, you know, I mean, I know it technically it's a crime, but it's not as bad of a crime as raping a passed out lady. Right? Yeah,
2: I guess. Yeah. I, I'd ask him, but he has the right to remain silent.
3: I um the right to remain silent. That would be a good tattoo.
2: People, you can decide who won episode 284 here. Just go to com and vote. So, wackily, um we're nearing the end of the show. We do have some phone calls, some emails to get to. You. But before we get to that... I received the most amazing promo for Adam and Eve I've heard in a long time. You know, we okay. we we bring it up every now and then. We're like we're always appreciative when people record us promos for like Audible, you know, intros for the show, stuff like that. I would say half the time they're they're you know uh, they're they're decent, but they're definitely not something we play on a regular basis. And then the other half, you totally get blown away, and that's why you hear these promos on the show. Uh, frequently. This one totally falls in the latter category. Um, okay. uh, it's from Phil and Debbie in Newfoundland. He writes, Hey guys, we've recorded a promo for the Sick and Wrong Adam and Eve offer, which we think you'll like. I hope you enjoy it. Hope to hear it on the show. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Phil and Debbie. I think, I'm uh, i
3: a little disappointed to know that our Newfoundland listeners are named Phil and Debbie. Why? What's like a newfie name? Well... Is Newfoundland like uh, mostly people of Scottish or Irish? It's one of them? Canada. But I mean, like you know, isn't like New a Welsh Finland, Canada. Like uh, it isn't. It is in
2: Canada, oh, but, but they're it, Welsh like... descent. They're Welsh they're, descent.
3: Yeah, like I want to like a, a, a Welsh name, like my, like Callum or fucking you know, like something like not Phil and Debbie.
5: <laughs> De-
3: That's gonna Philip, sound very. How about Phil, Philip and Deborah? That's a little bit better for me. Philip and Deborah.
2: Yeah, that might work. It
3: doesn't sound super Welsh.
2: I think Phil kind of sounds like Matt Berry from uh, Snuffbox. But uh, here, check it out.
5: Oh, interesting. Ah, hello there. As a busy, young professional couple, we were most pleased to avail of the promotional offer that Sick and Wrong has arranged with Adam and Eve. Taking advantage of coupon code DIDDLE, We purchased both a Vicky Quickie Pocket Pussy and an Emperor 8-inch Vibrating Dildo. Now, whenever the horn takes us, we delegate our tawdry acts to the machines by inserting the luxuriously strong Emperor Dildo into the tight folds of the Pocket Pussy We let our artificial organs fulfill their purpose while we get on with the more important things in life. More wine, dear?
1: Why, yes. I
0: don't mind if I do, my dear.
5: If you aspire to the kind of lifestyle that we enjoy... Why not come with us, not literally, as we visit AdamandEve.com and enter coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. You'll receive 50% off, free gifts that you can donate to Creepy Uncle Steve, but most importantly, peace of mind as you offload your sex lives to some plastic parts.
1: Cheers! Cheers!
5: Cheers!
3: Yeah, it made? Wasn't that brilliant? That's the end. That's it. <laughs> I'm disappointed. That was like twelve kinds of clever.
2: Yeah, no, it, it worked on so many meta levels. It was great.
3: I uh, like I, I think I'm gonna do that. Buy two sex toys to f-
2: so they can fuck
3: a female and a male part, and then that, then I, if I didn't have to masturbate, I would free up a lot of time in my week. <laughs> Well, you know what it is, it's
2: masturbation by proxy
3: I kind of like that And, you know, I can only I only have so much masturbation stamina And if I just Knew that something in my house Was masturbating for me 24 hours a day Or, you know, as long as I can keep the batteries Going uh, I would be ultra relaxed all the time Well, you could focus on your other endeavors Although They never actually climax, do they?
2: (laughs) They could just keep going I don't know. I, th- I think when the machines take over, they're going to need to have sex every now and then. And uh, I think it's uh, kind of
3: like the lust level of hell that you, you're you constantly fornicating but no climax. Maybe this isn't such a good thing. <laughs> Maybe this is how Skynet started. <laughs> but it's so a pissed. brilliant
2: promo, nevertheless. So thank you, Phil and Debbie from uh, Newfoundland, for recording that promo. It was quite brilliant. And we encourage everybody else to uh, send in promos. We'll play them here on the show. Even if they aren't as, uh, if they don't meet the quality of what you just
3: heard. You know, actually, we do uh, although, need some. Let's put people on warning that now the bar has been reset.
2: Definitely. But uh, we do need some for audible.com. So if you can make a couple for that, we'd, we, we would be uh, forever in your debt.
3: So really? Because w- I haven't run out of iPod player jokes yet. <laughs> I still <laughs> have like one and a half more to go.
2: So, Whacker, we got a few phone calls here. The sick and wrong hotline 206 666 3846 is that number. Um, yeah, let's get to call number one.
4: Hey, D, this is Mike. I'm calling you to tell you you're a pussy for not getting a vasectomy. When I was 30, I asked for a vasectomy for my birthday. And when I got it done, it was the easiest procedure you could possibly go in. It's. I'm telling you, it's not like it's a call. Co-
2: Would you ever ask for a vasectomy for your birthday?
3: How old did he say
2: he was? Say he was 30. Oh, 30. I
3: thought he said 13. <laughs>
2: No, then he would have been a popular kid in high school.
3: But who did he ask? Who did he ask for the vasectomy? Is his dad a a urologist? Probably his wife or something to pay for it.
2: I don't. I don't know. I just. (laughs) I I can think of like. I don't know. Maybe a thousand other things I'd want before a vasectomy.
4: Yeah, me too. Uh, A digital rectal exam or something, right? They give you a little shot of Novocaine in your nutsack. They make a little tiny incision, they scoop out a little tiny tube, yeah. snip it out, they cauterize the little spot. They, he held it up for me, he was like, hey, this is your vas deferens. And I was like, oh shit, wow, yeah, like, there's a little tube that just came out of me. And then he throws it in the bin, and he puts it in like three stitches, and they give you some meds to go home and get some painkillers. It's like, it's, it's like a walk in the park. So man up. No, it's not. Do your girl a favor. No, it's not. <laughs>
3: dude, <what>, walking <laughs> in the park. When I walk park. in the park, people don't stitch my nuts back together. Okay. Well, and yeah, ex- pull stuff out of my ball sack. And give you an injection right
2: into your nuts of Novocaine and then be like, here's your best deference. God, this fucking disgusting, dude. <laughs> what kind of park does he walk in? <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Are you walking in Dr. Mengo's park here or something? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I do not want to go to this guy's park. We are not playing frisbee there.
4: You shouldn't breed anyway. We all know it. You know it. The world knows. Nobody that hosts sick and wrong should breed. Get your nuts tied. It's a good thing for her. Talk to you.
2: You know, I, I can't. I can't say I disagree with that last part. Yeah, I definitely should not pass these genes
3: on. I actually, I actually do disagree with that. I totally believe in the uh, Mike Judge idiocracy argument.
2: Uh, what that uh, that only stupid people breed?
3: Well, if only stupid people breed, it's not any good for society. And I'm yeah. I'm not trying to you know ingratiate myself with the listeners, but if you're even smart enough to operate iTunes and download a podcast, you're already above and beyond. I think ninety percent of the population of the Earth. Well, at so least go like ahead 90, and have a couple of kids. At least ninety
2: percent of the people backing Michelle Bachman.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess if you own a computer, I mean, that says something about your uh, you know, financial <laughs> acumen.
2: So, Wackily, you missed, uh, I think it was an episode a couple weeks ago when I had Sleazy E on the show. We were talking about the new male birth control that's coming out called like RISUG or something. It's an acronym where they inject like this wax-like, sub- wax-like substance into your balls directly. No. And it, it, See, I'd it, rather it,
3: have a vasectomy than do that. It
2: inca- well, it, it's just you get one injection and it incapacitates your sperm forever. It's reversible, but you just get one injection. You don't actually have to get a surgical procedure. You don't have to get like your your vas deferens removed and like uh, your balls being sliced into.
3: Yeah, but your their balls are being injected into. That's bad enough in my opinion.
2: Well, you got to do that anyway with a vasectomy. What I was saying, the whole point of me talking about this at all. I was saying that it's easier for a girl to take a fucking pill or to get an IUD than to us to have to go get a surgical procedure where we're getting our, our junk being cut into or torn apart or something removed. You never know. There's too many, there's too many variables when it comes to surgery. That's all I'm saying. I, I said I would rather use a well, condom. Isn't,
3: isn't, I, isn't IUD in, uh, placement, isn't that pretty surgical? Not really. I mean, they just,
2: like, shove their hand up there and just tap it on the wall. It's not like, uh... There's, there's no stitches required.
3: <laughs> they just tap it on the wall? Yeah, it's like... it's Like, like it's a stick-up? No, it's kind of like hanging a picture. Am I dating myself with a stick-up? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I actually don't the even air know freshener, <laughs> The air
2: freshener <laughs> thing? The it, it's kind of like that. It's like, it's like hanging a picture on your wall, but it's, like, <laughs> inside your uterus. It's it's like putting yeah, up a no picture. no nail. Yeah, it's not yeah. that bad. Anyway, I think this guy... It's not a walk in a park to get a vasectomy. I understand where the guy's coming from. It, it is like, yeah, it's a simpler procedure than having your pancreas removed. But at the same time, I'd rather just wear a fucking condom. That's all I got to say about that.
3: Well, I have a question. What if you, can't you just like freeze dry a bunch of your sperm and then have a vasectomy? And then if you want to have kids later, just have the, you know, turkey base that shit into your wife and or girlfriend or whatever, whatnot, friend. I think you could do
2: that. But I thought they could reverse the uh, vasectomy as well.
3: That sounds like a an unlikely it's or, two or a very surgical risky proposition. Yeah, yeah. I would rather just be like, "No, don't have, don't perform surgery on my balls again. Just take the freeze-dried." Yeah, I'd probably do something un, like that. Un put it in the microwave, heat it up. <laughs> I just
2: like the I like the guy's tone though. He sounds like I'm like Chuck Norris or something like, "Dude, you're a puss." i got three vasectomies. They cut out my vas deferens, stuck it back in, and I got to cut out again. Just like, okay, See, I dude. Thought,
3: I, thought he, I thought he sounded like the guy from Alameda who did those promos for us. Those really professional-sounding ones. Maybe. Mike? Yeah, Wasn't that been. guy's name Mike?
2: No, that guy's, that guy's name was Felipe. Felipe.
3: Oh, okay.
2: I'm wrong. Well, let's uh, move on here to call number two. Uh, this is actually a story. This is a story from a, uh, a long-time listener.
0: What up, my favorite Jew bastard and my Scottish mofo? Yeah, man, listen, hey, this is Son of Boom. I know it's been a long time since I've called. I, I believe it was the week before my birthday and motherfucking these um, brother's birthday and shit. So you know I'm saying? But I'm just calling them motherfuckers because I'm drunk as shit right now. I got a little joke for y'all, you because that's all I listen to is motherfucking sick and wrong. So my mind is like fucking poison and rotten. But, you know. I got a little joke for you. Check this out, man. This is Mexican dude, right, he got caught up by immigration and shit. See what I'm saying? So I'm sitting in front of the judge, right, and he's explaining the story, and the judge is like, all right, listen, motherfucker. I'll let you stay in the motherfucking country if you can give me at least one decent sentence with the word green, pink, yellow, and statue. So the Mexican dude is sitting there scratching the side of his motherfucking head and shit, and he goes, all right, Chana, I got you. I
2: gotta say, this is the best joke delivery I've ever heard. I, I, I Thanks just, for
3: interrupting
0: it. Okay, okay.
2: I'm, I'm just saying, I just love his delivery.
0: And of course,
2: in the Mexican
0: asking, I add, you know what the fuck I mean. Anyways, he goes, hmm. It's a regular Joe Montana. phone goes ring, ring. I pink it up, I say, Jello, Maria, the statue? Haha, I like that? But, anyways, listen, <laughs> D, I know why motherfucking Lance is into motherfucking. Transsexuals and shit like that. Ticks with dicks, yo. It's because he's Scottish, yo. He likes to squeeze sacks and blow pipes. Come on, man. You can't be.
2: <laughs> now that now That's that, that was a list material. That was a damn good joke. Yeah, and that and is the...
3: like shades of Richard Pryor.
2: Well, the funny thing about it too is he's he's right.
3: <laughs> but
0: anyways, yo, you motherfuckers keep it sick and wrong, man. I love you, dudes, yo. Yeah, the only thing keeping me sane in my crazy-ass motherfucking world. I used to be a janitor, but I got fired because I kept motherfucking going to all the computers in the school and shit and fucking logging on to Sick and Wrong and, you know, hooking it up, trying to give your motherfuckers more ratings and shit. And they found Thank it out. Thanks. They found out who the fuck it was. And here I am working at a motherfucking fast food restaurant for eight twenty-five a motherfucking hour. Ain't that a bitch? But, yeah. Y'all keep it sick, keep it wrong, keep doing what y'all doing. Fuck all the haters out there, and I'm saying know? what's good, man? So I'm saying, keep it real like y'all doing, man. And uh, what was
3: that other thing? Oh yeah,
0: keep it real like Beavis and ButtHead. Peace.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Thank our you, true, son of boom. Our true muses. Yeah, I, 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 th- I think that. we do
2: uh, plan to keep it real like uh, like Beavis and ButtHead. So yeah, you know, this guy does sound like he has a pretty crazy life, and I'm glad that we give him that uh, much-needed sanity, um, because you never know. I mean, he works at a fast food restaurant. I wonder which fast food restaurant he works at. I do, too, because
3: I'm actually a fan of the fast food, so I wonder which one it is. I'm
2: saying Arby's. No. You you don't think Arby's is an insane fast food restaurant to work at?
3: I do think it's insane, but Arby's is—it's just the the market penetration is so small. You're, you're taking a extreme long shot by thinking that it's Arby's. I mean, it's probably Taco y- Bell. Go with the Taco Bell, the uh, the McDonald's, Burger King, maybe. I mean, Subway. Some would consider fast food, and they're fucking everywhere. I don't know if you've traveled around the country recently, but they're At, all
2: around, around the, world. the world. There are Subways yeah, even in Prague. Them. So yeah, it'd be interesting to find out. Although um. You know, while I appreciate you, uh, you know, boosting our ratings and logging on, uh, you know, all the computers too sick and wrong, I don't recommend doing it at your place of employment. Um, you know, <laughs>
3: also, you kind of do and you kind of have. in the Well, no, I'm just
2: saying it. I don't think you should do it where someone could, could uh, I mean, track it back to you. Like at first I thought he was going to say that he was like watching porn or UG's or something on all these computers and they... They managed to track that, but it's like instead he's, he's logging on and subscribing them to Sick and Wrong. And while I do appreciate the support, I think um, you should use a tad bit more discretion when, when doing it. I, I like going to people's homes and doing it. Because then you leave and it's like, surprise, here's a little Easter basket for you. Sick and Wrong fun. Sick and Wrong joy. <laughs>
3: Maybe not at your fiancé's parents' place. You know what's
2: anyway. funny? Uh, Son and Boom actually called back a little later. I, I'm pretty sure it's still him. Completely inebriated. I think he was at like some kind of drunk party. I'm going to play that at the end of the show after the Sick and Wrong song of the week. Well, frankly, uh, okay. we have time for one email. podcast at Hotmail.com is our email address. Uh, this came in from uh, John Boy. You know, I like to do this. Um, you know, we, we, we appreciate people... Uh, uh, giving us plugs, and we'll plug people if, uh, if you have something that I find worthwhile. Uh, John Boy has a podcast called the Dirty Kong Podcast. Uh, he says, hey there, Dean Lance. Just want to say hi. I'm a fan from across the pond in England. I've been listening to the show for years, uh, way back when you guys were even doing 30-minute episodes. I love the show. You guys rock. If I had to pick my number one podcast show with a Jew and a geek, it would be sick and wrong. Probably aren't well, that it kind many. Of narrows it down a Yeah, it kind bit. of narrows it down there. I don't know if that's really a backhanded compliment. but and then, thanks to you, I started my own piece of shit podcast called the Dirty Kong Podcast. Uh, we give you guys a shout out. So we personally added like two and a half more listeners to your show, so you owe us. Um, yeah, we, we do appreciate that. So uh, people, go check out the Dirty Kong Podcast. Uh, I like the name. Sounds kind of cool. Um, P.S. When Jeff is back on the show, I think you guys should get Martin and Steele on for a special From the Ville slash Sick and Wrong show. I miss those guys. Oh, apparently, John Boyd didn't listen to the show last week, but uh, Martin and Steele were on last week. It was kind of good
3: catching right, up. Right, but you there. didn't have Martin and Steele and Jeffrey, right? No, I didn't, but they did mention... Because they're, they're all classmates. They all graduated together. That would be interesting.
2: Yeah, they did mention that they would be down for a three-way with Jeffrey, though. So... um. He writes, anyway, keep up the good work, you fucking cunts, John Boy. So thank you, John Boy, for writing in. People, go check out the Dirty Kong podcast.
3: Uh, also, I think it's fucking, not Fuking.
2: Is it fookin'? Fucking. Fuckin'. Fuckin'. Maybe. Also, check out the Sick and Wrong Forum while well, you still can. Uh, as we mentioned before, it's a great place to find love. Romantic connections have been made on the Sick and Wrong Forum. Apparently, people even get married. Who knows? You might, you might meet your future wife. You'll have a family. You might meet your future serial killer. You never know what might happen on the, on the Sick and Wrong forum. So go to sickwrongpodcast.com, click on forum, and sign up today. Also, uh, yeah, as we mentioned, we do appreciate when you subscribe to the show on iTunes. I would say that's the cheapest and easiest way to support Sick and Wrong. Because you sign up, you give us a rating, and it boosts our exposure. It gets us into the what's hot page. So get everybody you can together. And have like a party where just everybody logs in with their iPads and their, their iMacs and their MacBook Pros. and iPhone. uh, iPhones. And uh, signs up for Sick and Wrong. Gives us ratings. We appreciate it. Uh, also, uh, Wacker, did you get the uh, new Sick and Wrong T.I. mailed you?
3: Oh, heck yeah. I was wearing it yesterday like a motherfucking boss. It, were you surprised by that? You didn't even know. I just totally out of
2: the blue got it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to mail this to Wacker.
3: No, I knew. <laughs> you told me you were gonna try and get it to me before I went to Europe, so I could whore it around Europe and try and get all the limeys to buy one. But you gotta admit, it is a hell of a t-shirt. It is. It's a. It's a different direction, and I think I wouldn't say it's a step above, but it's definitely impressive.
2: I, you know what I like it? I like it because it's different. It's the first white shirt we've made. It's a. It's a really impressive design. I think it's the best shirt yet. And uh, apparently, so the graphics
3: the- are definitely the best. Yeah. They're way better than our our solo amateur efforts. So
2: people, especially because usually I end up designing these shirts and they kind of look like shit because I suck at graphic (laughs) design. So it's kind of cool to have somebody who's actually really talented design us a shirt for once. So people, go buy one of the brand new Sick and Wrong Quado t-shirts available right now at the Sick and Wrong store. Finally here, Wackily, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent from Matt. Matt says, uh, "This this song is from the Tofield Troubadours. Uh, they're from Alberta, Canada. The song is called Your Girlfriend's Face. Yeah, I've never heard the band, but it's a very catchy song. And one thing I like about this song is they use a kazoo. I think every band should use a kazoo. At least somewhere yeah, in your song. At least
3: once. At least one song.
2: Even just one little like, blow on the kazoo. I just think there should be a kazoo. in every. I- I'd love if Radiohead used a bit more of a kazoo. It wouldn't be so sad. And you know, so I still emo. haven't
3: found the slide whistle.
2: I, You know, I'm wondering what happened to that slide whistle.
3: It's I somewhere. Know. I just need to go through a lot of junk and find it.
2: I bet you it's a, it's, it's at the bottom of that bag of puke you have downstairs in the basement.
3: <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I'll get it with my mouth <laughs> later. So we're going to end the show here
2: with uh, your girlfriend's face uh, from the Toe Troubadours. Thank you, Matt, for sending that in. Let's everybody out there have a happy 4th of July. I know a lot of people have a long weekend this weekend, so happy 4th of July, safe and happy 4th of July. Do you have big plans there, wanker? You throwing a BBQ?
3: Yeah, I am. You know, Even I'm surprised. Last year's was a complete, you know, an utter just uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It was Barce a debacle. It was a fiasco. It was De-ba- a debacle. It was a debacle. It was a fun debacle, which is why I'm going to try it again. But I remember how uh, verklempt you were
2: when you, when you found all those hot dogs being hidden throughout your house strategically. And then you immediately blamed me, which I exonerated myself from blame because it was our friend Sky that ended up, uh, I think he confessed or you caught him somehow. Um, did you do a CSI <laughs> I think investigation?
3: I fingerprinted the hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I Aren't
2: going. you worried uh, that something might, you might have a repeat of that hot dog hiding scenario?
3: I'm, you know, there's a price you pay to have a good time, and that's I'm willing to chance it. Plus, well, you're not going to be here, and I and I do. No I fireworks. Think you fireworks. Instig- I think you instigated the whole thing. <laughs> you're like the you're the puppeteer. I take offense to
2: know. that. I take offense to that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be going to be going any barbecues. It's totally true. I mean, you can be offended, but it's totally
3: true, and you know
2: it. I might have laughed and said, "Yeah, you should hide one in the toilet." You know, in the back part of the toilet, the tank. But I I didn't say anything else. Yeah, I the didn't buy that one. It's probably still there a year <laughs> later. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go to any barbecues, but I do plan to ride around town and shoot bottle rockets at British people.
3: Take that, line. Oh, Limey. yeah, I would do that. The lobster backs, I hate those fuckers. The
2: best way to celebrate America's independence, USA. Yeah. So have a safe and happy Fourth of July. Don't blow your fingers off with any any M80s. We'll be back next week with episode 285. Till then, take it sleazy.
1: Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: was- yeah. And I'm partying with yeah. underage girls. Yeah, <laughs> motherfucker. This is sick and long. Brought to you by Adamandeve dot com. Don't forget to punch in the word Ditto so you can have your fucking Discount, you fucking cheap Jew motherfuckers.
1: (laughs) Bye-bye now.